0: This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It is your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Good day to you. I'm Phil Latzman. In this podcast, we like to say it's our daily postcard from us to you of the day's events here in Arizona. Welcome to Wednesday. It's the 8th of March. Let's get over the midweek hump with the check of the latest news here in our part of the world. Attorney General Chris Mays is suing Cochise County for giving its county recorder nearly full authority over election operations. Our political editor, Ben Giles, reports. Under the agreement, Republican recorder David Stevens would take over most of the authority once held by the Cochise County Elections Director. Mays said that means election operations previously overseen by the Board of Supervisors in open meetings would now occur behind closed doors. So we're worried about this only exacerbating a lack of transparency on the part of the Cochise County Board of Supervisors, especially where it has to do with elections. Elections Director Lisa Mara recently resigned after objecting to an illegal attempt by Republican supervisors to conduct a full hand count of the 2022 midterm vote. Stevens, an ally of losing Secretary of State candidate and election denier Mark Fincham, advocated for the full-hand count. Ben Giles, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Some education news now. Arizona Superintendent of Public Instruction Tom Horne wants to make some changes to the state's Empowerment Scholarship Accounts, or ESA, program. From the Education Desk, Bridget Dowd reports.
1: Horn submitted four proposals to the State Board of Education. The first notes that the program will be audited and focuses on ensuring that taxpayer dollars are used only for educational purposes. The school voucher program has been criticized by public school advocates for a lack of accountability. He's also making some changes to how parents pay their vendors. Tutors and facilities must also provide proof of their accreditation to the state. Though required by law, Horn says that was not previously enforced. Bridget Dowd. KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: The high-profile kidnapping of four U.S. citizens in the northeastern Mexican border city of Matamoros has ended in tragedy. From the fronteras task in Hermosillo, Murphy Woodhouse has the Mexican reaction.
1: America, mira. Ese... Ordenes...
0: Toward the, the end of this morning press conference eh? Tuesday, Mexican President Andrés Manuel López Obrador put Tamaulipas Governor Américo Villarreal on speakerphone for an impromptu see, update on the case.
1: De los cuatro.
0: He says two of the four were found dead, and a third was injured. Medical and security personnel were en route to tend to the survivors as the governor spoke. The group had reportedly traveled from South Carolina to Matamoros, where one of them intended to undergo a medical procedure. Shortly after crossing Friday, they found themselves caught in a firefight between criminal groups. After hanging up, Lopez Obrador shared his condolences with the family and friends of the victims. Murphy Woodhouse, KJZZ News, Hermosillo. The lack of a reliable water supply at Rio Verde foothills outside of Scottsdale has made headlines recently. And it has some people wondering if the story carries a warning for the valley's water future in general. Rand Larson of ASU's Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law said because Rio Verde is a wildcat housing development, it bypassed regulations other communities must follow. I think what happened with the Rio Verde foothills is problematic. It, it's a challenge of land use. But it's not necessarily a bellwether for the sustainability of water going forward. He told KJZZ's The Show that although wildcat developments are not necessarily comparable to other communities, Arizona does face similar challenges with its water supply elsewhere. Valley Metro is holding public meetings as part of a study to address the need in West Phoenix for additional high-capacity transit options like buses. Valley Metro's Madeline Phipps says the goal is to make it easier for Maryville residents to travel to everyday destinations.
1: We know that this is a highly transit-dependent part of Phoenix, and so we know that providing additional high-capacity transit would really improve lives.
0: The first meeting will take place tomorrow night. The last two will take place next Thursday and Saturday, virtually and in person. The Department of Justice was back in court this month for a case that could decide the future of DACA. That's the Obama-era program that gives temporary protection and a work permit to some 800,000 undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. as children. From the Fronteras desk, Elisa Resnick has the latest on that.
1: DACA's been in legal limbo for years now. The Trump administration tried to cancel the program and the Supreme Court saved it in 2020. But months later, under the Biden administration, a lawsuit brought by a group of GOP-led states returned to court to argue the program was illegal and end it once again. Now, that case is back in Texas, where a federal judge will decide whether the Biden administration's version of the program is legal. In a new court filing, DOJ lawyers say DACA recipients have strong ties to the U.S. Many have never known another home. And with federal resources being limited, DACA recipients should not be prioritized for deportation. Alicia Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson.
0: More education news now. Students in the Avondale Elementary School District had some special visitors this week. From the Education Desk, here's Bridget Dowd once more with who they
1: were. The Agua Fria Union High School District has a program called Senior to Senior, which usually connects older adults in the community to high school seniors. The aging residents act as mentors and help students explore their career goals. This week, they brought that program to younger kids. Avondale Superintendent Betsy Hargrove says senior to senior participants read to grade school kids in their classrooms to celebrate Dr. Seuss's birthday. Avondale Elementary School District feeds directly into our high school district, and we try to find opportunities opportunities for us to come together around curriculum certainly, but most importantly making sure that our kids know their pathway into high school and beyond. Hargrove says she hopes her students will remember the visit and decide to participate in senior to senior when they get to high school. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: Government wildlife agencies recently announced that the number of Mexican gray wolves in the wild grew by 45 animals last year. Ron Dungan reports that conservationists welcome the news but believe that wolf recovery has some room for improvement.
1: Field surveys showed that the wolf population rose above 200 for the first time since they were reintroduced in 1998. Since then, a number of animals have been killed or returned to captivity. Others have vanished, and over time, genetic diversity in the wolf population has dropped conservationists say the remaining wolves are basically related to each other, which could present problems in the future. Michael Robinson is with the Center for Biological Diversity.
0: But I'm worried for the long term for the Mexican wolf, given how much genetic diversity has been lost and how little remains in this population.
1: He says biologists could change the way they introduce new animals to the wild and reevaluate the wolf recovery area. Ron Dungan, KJZZ News, Phoenix.
0: Well, Governor Katie Hobbs nominated former state lawmaker David Luhan to run the Department of Child Safety Hobbs withdrew her original nominee, Matthew Stewart, over allegations made by the chair of the committee that vets the nominees. Luis de la Cruz is president CEO of Arizona Friends of Foster Care Children Foundation. He told KJZ to The Show that DCS oversees 12,000 Arizona children who need foster homes and services. There are plenty of people in the community that have both space in their homes and also in their hearts to be able to help these children. And so we just got to talk about it more. De La Cruz says he hopes the large state agency gets a director soon to help children in the system. Some of the highest-profile bills in the legislature this year have dealt with cities. They include, for example, banning municipalities from imposing grocery taxes. Tom Belshe is executive director of the League of Arizona Cities and Towns. He told KJCC's The Show he's concerned about 10 bills, especially one that would change how local zoning works. The thing that that we find so difficult about it is is that they're taking away, or desiring to take away, proposing to take away, any kind of input that citizens would have in the process. Belshe said the food tax repeal bill is also problematic because that's the way most cities fund services. In sports hockey, Travis Boyd had a pair of goals and an assist in the third period. Carol Vamilka stopped 40 shots. The Coyotes beat the Blues 6-2 last night in Tempe, despite being well out of the playoff picture in the NHL. The Coyotes are 15-11-3 at Mullet Arena this season, their 5,000-seat arena on ASU's campus. In basketball, uh, winners of 10 of their last 12 and three in a row with Kevin Durant. In the lineup, he'll make his home debut tonight in Phoenix. The Suns will host Durant's former team, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And baseball, Diamondbacks playing at home at Salt River Fields yesterday, beaten by the A's in spring training, Play 9-3. D-backs are home again today uh, to play the Texas Rangers this afternoon. Go out and enjoy some spring baseball. Be a nice day for that. And that does it for this Wednesday edition of KJZZ Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast. On this March the 8th, I'm Phil Latzman. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will do this again tomorrow.